Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that's all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 215 of Sorta Awesome. And before we get to today's conversation, I've got a question for you. You know that we love to hang out with you every week and we're pretty sure that you like to hang out with us too. What I'm wondering is, have you ever gone over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a review for Sorta Awesome? If you do love the show, but you have not left us a rating and review over there, it would be so very awesome of you if you could do that. Because when you do, it helps other people find Sorta Awesome. We kind of like to think we're leading a movement of awesome people in the world right now. I think we can all agree that our planet needs a little bit more awesome. All the awesome it can get. (laughs) So if you haven't already, go look up Sorta Awesome on Apple Podcasts and leave us a sparkly glittering gold review. Okay, you guys, this is episode 215, so light your Honeycrisp candles, your Honeycrisp apple candles, dig the cardigans out from the back of your closet because it's October, and you know what that means. It's time for our annual Fall Favorites list. I am joined today by my longtime dear friend and co-host, someone who has joined me from so many of our sort of awesome seasonal list shows, Kelly Gordon. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Meg. Hey, awesomes. Okay, I have to tell you that the Honeycrisp apple candle that I just referenced, it's from Trader Joe's. Have you picked this up yet? I have. In fact, it almost made it onto the list, but there were so many other good things. I took it (laughs) off. But the Honeycrisp apple candle, and they have another one. I think it's like a vanilla pumpkin. Yes, it is. Uh They're Mm -hmm. both amazing. And what, three, four dollars? Yes, they smell so good. They have so much throw. They last a long time. Like, I think they're like three ninety nine. Yeah. I feel like. And golly, the smell, it's just fall incarnate. So there's a bonus for you. We haven't even gotten to our list yet, but there exactly. you go. Exactly. But if you have one, I think that that's a good recommendation for the awesomes. If you have your candle, go and light it while you listen. Yeah. It will be the ambiance. It's yes. like ASMR for sort of awesome. Oh my gosh. Speaking of ASMR, Kelly, I've got some in my fall list today. You did not <gasps> even know that when I you did. said that. <laughs> So we have so much good stuff, you guys. We do have recipes. I'm not kidding. I have some ASMR for you for the fall season. 
We've got things to wear, just all of the good stuff that you need for fall 2019. We know that the seasonal list shows are some of your favorites to listen to. If you're a brand new awesome listening right now, I'm going to go ahead and drop links to our past fall list episodes into the show notes for you. We do this every year. There have been so many incredible fall recommendations through the years to help you kind of get all warm and cozy and find all of the things that you need for a great fall. So you can look in the show notes for links to our past shows. We have so much to get to, so much ground to cover for fall 2019. We're going to get to all of that in just a moment. But first, let's do go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is awesome in life right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, movie, podcast, product, whatever is making life sparkly and fun. Kelly, I can't wait to hear what you have for awesome of the week, even though I always feel like our list shows are like packed with awesome. I know it's of true. The season. But what's awesome of the week for you right now? OK, I am bringing you something that I am agog that it has not been mentioned so far on Sort of Awesome. It is a podcast. These are strong words. These are strong words. A gog. <laughs> I get bonus points for that. Have you not heard of this podcast, Meg Teats? It's called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. I have heard of it. Yes. I cannot believe we have not talked about it. Both of us being Potterheads yes. here. And I know yes, many totally. of the awesomes are as well. And really, this is a great awesome for the fall show because I feel like Harry Potter is comfort reading to me. Oh, Friend yeah. of the show, Sarah Bessie, had said sometime on Twitter in the last month, you know, like, what is a book that you return to like a cozy blanket? Like, it's just what you read when life is hard and you just need an escape. Harry Potter is that for me. And I was sick a couple of weeks ago. So I pulled the series out. I'm currently in book four. It is the best way. It is like a cozy blanket for my soul. Right? Yes. So somehow this summer, this is again, kind of late to the game. Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, if you are not aware, has been around since 2016. It is a well-known podcast. There are two hosts, Vanessa and Casper, and they met because they went to divinity school together, I think at Harvard. Okay. And so they started talking about the search for meaning and for divine, maybe outside of organized religion. And they came across the idea of looking at the Harry Potter books as being like, what if we looked at this as Lectio Divino and said this was some sort of a sacred text and we sat in it and said, what could this teach us about living life? So you guys, they are going chapter by chapter oh through the goodness. Harry Potter series. So I think that they're only in about a book five at this point. Uh, yeah, right? that would take so long. Plus their hearts for the work they are doing in this world. Oh yes. my gosh. And it is wildly popular. They do live show. It is a really well-listened podcast, of course. If you're going to do this, you have to start at the beginning. There's no reason Absolutely. to start where they are in book five. You want to start right at the beginning. And that, of course, whet my appetite to go back and read the books. So this is what they do. It's a 30-minute episode. They always do like a 30-second recap of that chapter. So if you're like, I don't exactly remember what happens, it's kind of a game. They challenge each other to how much can you summarize in 30 seconds? And then they vote themselves or their listeners can vote who did a better job this week. And summarizing yeah. the depth and the complexity of this chapter in 30 seconds. And then they discuss it. They pick a theme like shame. And they say, how does this chapter inform what we know about shame? They also do the practice of Lectio Divina, which if you're aware of that kind of an ancient Latin, I think maybe probably Catholicism idea mm -hmm. that you are going to sit with the text, you're going to read it multiple times. And so they explain that right. every time, but they just kind of at random 
put their finger in a chapter and read a paragraph, a couple sentences, and then sit in it and say, what does this segment of the chapter tell us about how to live? And you guys, they pick out the most beautiful, deep, and sometimes even controversial ways of looking at things. They really challenge you to look at these beloved characters in a story that is so fantastical and say, what does this really show us? How can we grow ourselves through our immersion in Harry Potter? So at the end, every episode with a blessing for the characters, oh. they each pick a character from that chapter. And you guys, I'm only in book one. And, you know, Harry's aunt and uncle, who are not my favorite characters and have very few redeeming qualities. Of course. And they are still finding ways to bless them and say, oh my I gosh. know, it's a challenge. Like, I'm like, okay, you're going a place that I'm not sure I'm going with you. But bravo for the yes. compassion that you're putting out in the world. And you're saying even these profoundly flawed characters have something that they can teach us right. and we want to try to see people in all of their nuance and bless them and have grace for them and it's lovely so if you like harry potter oh and you have not yet listened to harry potter and the sacred text i would challenge you do it with me we can start at the beginning together it is such a heartwarming deep thoughtful take on these books and really does make you like a better person i would also say bonus these could be great for your kids Potentially. Now, oh, sometimes the yeah. themes they're dealing with are so adult that you think, well, what would a 13-year-old right. really want to examine sure. about shame, right? But maybe your mm -hmm. older teens or your college students, gosh, you guys could even do this as a book study or like a small group that meets and discusses things. It's just very thought-provoking. Yes. It's the kind of thing that you're going to want to talk about with your friends. So, Meg, oh I cannot goodness. believe that you have not listened to this yet. When I discovered it, I wanted to text you immediately. And then I thought, I'm going to save this for the show. Save your words. Save the words. <laughs> also save like the reveal. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I've heard of this podcast for ages because like you said, it is not new. And I think by the time I discovered it, they were already pretty far in. And I felt a little daunted about starting at the beginning. But I feel encouraged now to know that you fully just started at the beginning and that you are loving it so much. So I think I'm going to have to go ahead and add that to the podcast. Well, the nice thing is you can listen to a few chapters and then you can set it down. You can think about it. You know, you can yeah. come back to it. It's not going to become outdated. You know what I mean? Like it is right. Yeah. Kind of fits into that comfort listening sort of a thing when you're ready for something that's thought provoking and is going to um, encourage you to be your best self in a way that's different than On Being or some of the other podcasts that are out there that are spiritual mm -hmm. and very overt. You know, this is that it's using fiction to inform, which I think is so smart. Yeah. So I love stuff like this. Okay, so yes, good. Well, we, which you're awesome. What do you got for us this week? Well, mine is, it's a book. So we're talking a lot about books this week. And I guess we're kind of like on the same track here. I just finished the much, much, much anticipated sequel to Rainbow Rowell's book, Carry On. The Carry On came out in 2015. The sequel, Wayward Son, came out the end of September. Kelly, I grabbed it. I loved it. I'm so happy. We just chose the best awesomes of the week for each other. I have read all of Rainbow yes. Rowell's books on your recommendation. She has become oh, one of really? my favorite authors. I love her writing. And I'm so happy right I now. I had known that there was a sequel coming out, but I had forgotten. I'm so excited right now. Okay. I am going to do this as spoiler-free yes, as possible. It just came out. So just as a reminder, Carry On is Rainbow Rowell's novel that came out in 2015. Rainbow Rowell is a favorite around here. I raved about Carry On 
way back in episode 42. Now, that's an episode with Laura Tremaine. The title of that episode is all about true crime. <laughs> doesn't but... exactly fit Rainbow Rowell's genre. No, not at all. But my Oscar of the Week in that episode was Carrie On. I went on and on about how I just read it. I loved it so much. And that was back in, I think, January of 2016. So we've been waiting years, years and years for this sequel to come out. We knew it was coming, Wayward Son. It just released last week. I got it the day it came out. And even though I didn't want to do this, I just completely devoured it. I didn't want to do that because, you know, like when you're trying to savor like a really great dessert, but you can't help yourself. You just completely chow down on it. You're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Just one more bite. One more bite. One more (laughs) chapter. That was me through the whole book. I was like, I have to slow down, but I can't slow down. It's so great. So Wayward Son picks up where the happy ending leaves off at the end of Carry On, even though Carry On, which is a very experimental young adult novel, I think, Rainbow Rowell is doing a lot of interesting things in Carry On to kind of flip the tropes of a YA chosen one adventurer style book. She really plays around with the tropes there. So the happy ending at the end of Carry On, I think is only about 55% happy. To be honest, you know, like just some things are tied up, but then there's some things that are still sad and difficult. Well, what she does in Wayward Son is looks at what happens to the chosen one when the quest is over. So in our case, our protagonist, Simon Snow, he has lost his magic and is laying around depressed on the couch all day, every day. And it really is. I'm laughing because it's just so true to life, right? Like we always go to the peak and then it's like afterwards. Right. And so this takes that idea because certainly other pieces of literature have done this. Other pieces of pop culture have done this kind of like what happens after the happy ending. And that's what Wayward Son is. So the context for the story, and again, I'm going to do this as spoiler free as possible, is that Simon and his former enemy, now boyfriend Baz, and then Simon's best friend Penny, they all take off on an ill-guided ill-planned road trip across America. They're British, but they take off for America and go on this road trip. (laughs) That was unexpected. Okay, that's exciting though. It's so fun. So they start out in a convertible, but things fall apart along the way. But, you know, I think that Rainbow Rowell does this fantastic job of taking this idea of the great American road trip and what happens to you as a person, the self-reflection, the contemplation, all of these things that happen as you're driving across, you know, Great Plains and the Rockies and all of these things, what comes to the surface about who you are. And she totally does that with these characters who we definitely got to know in Carry On, but we go deeper and see them in some different contexts and explore some questions that maybe came to the surface in the years since Carry On was released. Like, well, what about this with Penny? Like, what? how come we never have this question answered? How could this be? Like, just for every character, there's this deeper dive. And so... It's really fantastic is all I can say. I loved it. I'm sure everybody will have their own experience with it. I do think and there's clues that this may just be book two in what will become a longer series, not just a sequel, but it sounds like there's going to be a book three and that this series is going to continue. It's not for everybody, but if you read Carry On or if you're now you're like, well, now I have to read Carry On, you definitely need to read Carry On first. It's what it's not a standalone sequel for sure. So. Anyway, Kelly, that's my Oscar of the Week. Now I can't wait to hear what you think of it when you read it. I'm so excited. And that really is. It's so great for fall. You know, I know that lots of times when we get into fall, both in movies and TV, things become very serious. 
because now we're talking about the academy and we want to do art and we want mm-hmm. to make heavy conversations. <laughs> there are times I'm like, I just want another beach read. You know, like I just want something yeah. fun. And this yes. is Rainbow Rowell's books, even though they don't stray from real life, you know, things that happen that are hard. She's just a fun author. I feel she like her is. books are just a delight. Her dialogue is so fantastic. I highlighted all three wayward son, just these like little phrases, just like little, like five and six word sentences that are just every single letter of every word. It's just perfect for that moment. She has such a great way with dialogue. And this book is filled with it. It's funny. It's touching. It explores ideas about grief and friendship and all kinds of things. It's all in there. So I will put a link in the show notes for this. And for Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, and you all can go and check those out if you are interested in finding out more. Of course, every Friday, we want to hear what's awesome in your life. And we do that over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show, or you can find us anytime on Facebook in our Hangout group. You can do that by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Hey, awesomes. We all know that the way each child learns is unique, especially in subjects like math. So the standard school curriculum could be too fast or even too slow for your kid. I know the best way to help your kid excel in math. It's called Mathnasium. It's perfect for all kids, whether they need to get caught up in math or if they're advanced and you want them to stay ahead, Mathnasium provides face-to-face instruction. Mathnasium is the authority on math education for grades two through 12 with over 1,000 franchise locations worldwide. Mathnasium's highly trained, caring instructors teach each child as an individual. They create customized learning plans specific to each child's needs, and it's so easy to fit into any schedule. No appointments are needed. Mathnasium works to build strong foundational skills, develop critical thinking, and boost grades and test scores, giving kids confidence in math and confidence for life. My sixth grader, AJ, is loving Mathnasium because they make math fun. Truly, more than a half a million parents trust Mathnasium to help their kids get caught up or ahead in math and now it's your turn awesomes go to mathnasium.com slash awesome today to learn more about their programs or call 855-401-MATH that's mathnasium.com slash awesome or call 855-401-MATH Okay, Awesomes, I'm back to talk about one of my very favorite women-owned companies that I've been a fan and customer of for years, Lola. Lola has created feminine care products that are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And Lola is all about making your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, the number of boxes you want, the frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change it, skip it, cancel your subscription at any time. I love that Lola was founded by women for women. And I love that they've created this subscription that's totally personalized to the right variety for my needs, which let's be honest, are often changing. They know that no one knows your body better than you do. So they offer pads, liners, BPA-free plastic applicator tampons, or environmentally friendly non-applicator tampons. So awesome! if you're ready to get started with Lola, you can get 30% off of your first month subscription when you visit mylola.com and enter awesome at 30 when you subscribe. Again, that's going to be 30% off of your first month subscription when you go to mylola.com and enter A-W-E-S-O-M-E-3-0 when you subscribe. Thank you, Lola. 
right, Kelly, fall list time. We kind of gave each other like little keyword preview, but we definitely have not done this deep dive together. So I really cannot wait to hear what all you have on your fall list for 2019. So why don't you get us kicked off with this? Okay. And my first one is actually a good one to be the first, because, you know, even though it's October in so many parts of the country, October is a tussle between summer and it can still be really hot. Even here in Minnesota, this week started with this super muggy, very tropical, miserable day to make all of us say, you know what? Don't really care if summer's leaving anymore. Like I didn't really want it to go because winter (laughs) is next. But now we're all like, bye-bye. Bye, Felicia. I know. Right now I'm wearing a long sleeve t-shirt. I had to turn off my ceiling fan while we're recording and I'm like dripping with sweat here at the beginning of October. Okay, so here is my first fall recommendation. It is a drink from Starbucks. I have talked before about how my oldest daughter is a barista there. So we get privy to all of the good new fall drinks. So this one is a cold fall drink from Starbucks. So you can do this. You can still be fall-like even on those hot days. It is the Starbucks Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew. Okay, so I'm going to read you the Starbucks description. It says, the Starbucks Cold Brew is sweetened with vanilla syrup, topped with a pumpkin cream cold foam and a dusting of pumpkin spices. What's this? A dusting of pumpkin spice topping. Here's my point. (laughs) This is a cold brew coffee, okay? It is not overly sweet. And I think that is a huge seller of this drink because sometimes you get those Starbucks stuff and it's like, well, this is kind of a cleverly disguised milkshake. It's a very Uh sweet drink, which sometimes is what you're looking for, but not always. And so this is... It's got ice. It's cold brew coffee. It does have a little bit of vanilla syrup in it, but the magic is all in that topping in this cold foam, which is one of, you know, Starbucks new things they're doing. So this is a pumpkin Uh cream cold foam. So the foam itself is, it does have some pumpkin in it. It's orange. Mm -hmm. And then it's got those yummy pumpkin spice dustings on top. And so it's got all of the spirit of a pumpkin spice latte but none of the heat and not as much sweet. A little bit more intense coffee. So this is a great, I feel like a transition. It could be the transition drink from your summer iced macchiato, whatever you're getting. You could do this, the pumpkin cream cold brew. And then as it gets colder, you could move straight into the pumpkin spice latte, which of course has been out since freaking the end of August. I'm trying not to be mad at Starbucks (laughs) for that, but just too soon, Starbucks. Too soon. Too soon. Got to sell this. <sighs> but spice anyway, they can for sure. Yeah. So definitely go. I would recommend this drink, especially if you're looking for something that's not too sweet. Great to kick off your fall. The pumpkin cream cold brew at Starbucks. Perfect. I cannot wait to try one. That sounds amazing. Okay. The first thing on my list is something that some people will love and some people will hate. So hang on, because if you don't like ASMR, I do have a much more accessible recommendation to you. But as we just like buy kismet (laughs) mentioned in this show's opener i have some asmr for your fall so i just discovered although this is not new i did just discover it it's a youtube channel called goodnight moon the asmr artist behind goodnight moon is a young woman named erin and she has created on her channel the babblebrook series now i have dabbled in asmr for a couple of years now, but this series from Goodnight Moon is unlike anything else I have seen on ASMR YouTube. 
So what Erin has done with this series is she has created this world building ASMR experience. She's created a fantasy world that has there's like three different territories where all of these characters live. Each of the territories have their own unique like characters and creatures and stories. And there's like this through line through this whole series of episodes in her Babelbrook series. And I don't know, it's created to be so cozy and so inviting. In fact, the first episode, I think, in the whole series is called A Stay at the Cozy Babelbrook Inn. One critique I have about ASMR videos on YouTube is it seems like a lot of people have jumped on the ASMR craze and fad and they've gotten fancy mics and gotten all the audio set up to make ASMR videos. And then they just are like kind of like rubbing textures on the microphones and tapping and whispering. Oh, and those types that of things. is how the world works, right? It becomes a craze. Yes, and everybody exactly. tries it. And you're like, yeah, you're not exactly yes. hitting it. To me, that's like fast food ASMR. And what Erin is doing with her Babelbrook series is like a gourmet dinner. She writes it all. It's beautifully written. It's a whole visual experience. She has props. It's really well produced ASMR, especially visually. And so one day last week, I had to spend the whole day working on our taxes, which was pretty stressful. (laughs) Hello, October extended deadline. But I turned this on in the background and it was so nice and peaceful to have on in the background. Now, I will say it is ASMR and it's very whispery at times. And I know that that really drives some people bananas. So if you are averse to the ASMR whisper style, you will not like this. I will tell you that right now. But even just to put on in the background, it's like this just magical fantasy world that she's created and is telling you stories about it. And it's really fantastic. That's my ASMR recommendation that I realize is very niche and is only going to speak to a handful of people who are listening right now. (laughs) But also this fall, you guys, if you have not yet, you must check out the High Women album from the country collaboration group, I guess you could call the High Women. So Kelly, have you listened to this yet? I have not. I have seen okay. it talked about everywhere, but I yes. have not yet listened. Well, I heard about it from our friend Sarah Bessie. I think she talked about it maybe on Instagram. And then suddenly, like you said, people were talking about it everywhere. It is a collaborative group of women who are singer-songwriters right now. It includes Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Maren Morris, and Amanda Shires. Their album, The High Women. So the group is called The High Women, and that's also the name of their album. It just came out at the beginning of September. And if you are like me and you grew up with country music in the background of your life, if you're familiar, this is really a big homage to the legendary Highwaymen, which had Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson. And they created some of the most, you know, iconic country music of the like 70s and 80s. This is an homage to it, but it is a woman centered album and writing and view of the world. So it's filled with fantastic songs. My favorite, I'm sure it's the favorite of many, is their single Redesigning Women, where they talk about this sort of women experience of running the world while we're cleaning up the kitchen making bake, shaking hands, driving 80, trying to get home just to feed the baby. Just like all of the things that the modern woman experiences in this world is trying to do everything. (laughs) Falling apart sometimes, picking ourselves back up and just being the best women that we can be in the world right now. So anyway, that album, if you have not listened to it yet, 
give it a listen. You can listen straight through and decide if it's for you or not. But they're doing some really great things with this. And that's the High Women album from the High Women. Awesome. Okay, so my next one is something to wear. And this is not really a surprise because I have kind of outed myself on Sort of Awesome for years now as being a huge fan of dresses. So I am here today to sing the praise of a dress for the fall. A dress for fall and winter. And I have seen some talk in the Hangout group about this recently. So I thought, you know, let's just talk about it here on the show too. Because I think some people feel like, well, a sundress makes sense in the summer. It's easy to pair with, you know, sandals and go. It's so comfortable and it's such a nice alternative to shorts. But what do I do in the fall or in the winter? How can I still style my dress? So I will tell you guys that here in the north, any place that's going to get cold in the winter, I still use my summer dresses well into the fall by putting leggings under them. And this could even be like a capri legging, just something so that the wind isn't running up my legs. I'll even wear sandals with it sometimes and like a jean jacket. That's an easy way. But I have become such a big believer in just full on fall dresses with tights and tall boots and scarves. And I wear them all winter and they're still so comfortable. They have all of the dress things that are going for them, like comfort and looking like you're pulled together, even though you kind of feel like you're wearing pajamas. Right? Right. So <laughs> yes. this is what I'm going to recommend. So look for a dress anywhere you go. That's like the bottom line, the baseline. I will tell you where I'm finding my dresses lately. And this is also not a surprise because I've talked about it on the show before. Is I've kind of rewarmed the romance with thread up for me. Oh, I've been yeah. trying to really be careful about fast fashion and buying clothes that are either a just not a drag on the environment or just have better quality, but then I don't always have the money to spend. So any sort of secondhand online shop, I feel like is so good. And I do know that there has been some legitimate criticism. ThreadUp has changed their business model a little bit in the last couple of years where they now charge a restocking fee. Their prices may have gone up a little bit more than they used to be. But you guys, I still feel like it's such a good value for really quality clothes. And the way to do it is this. Find the brands that you love. Find the sizes that fit your body and then shop those brands on ThreadUp. So mm -hmm. my yes. favorite place to really shop at all, but also especially for dresses, or like Title Nine, I just love they're kind of very comfortable. It's not too dressy. It can be casual. You can wear it with your kids, but you can wear it to work sort of style. So I have looked now Title Nine does have a few clothes of their own brands, but anything like that, even a boutique store that you would shop in, look at the brands that they're selling and then go look for those brands. So Prana, Toad & Co, you know, like these are the ones that I'm looking for. And then you can make a saved search on ThreadUp for those brands yes. and even for the sizes that you want. And sometimes I'm like, well, I might wear this size if it was new, but if it's used, maybe it's shrunk a little bit. So, you know, you can put in a couple of different options and then look, and you guys, I have gotten, I think three dresses already new just in the last month from ThreadUp. They're all fantastic and they all can be worn in a mix of season. So they're three quarter length, there's some really fun fabrics. You know, obviously, if you've been looking at any of the fashion lists for fall, the leopard print, all sort of the animal things, nubby fabrics, like things that have a nice texture, sweater dresses, you can really find some nice stuff there. And I love that I'm getting something that usually has more quality, for sure has more quality than like a Target, you know, something that I'm buying there. It's going to have more quality than a lot of my stuff that I buy, but for a fraction of the price. So I'm going to put a link in our show notes to my link at ThreadUp, which means that you get $10 if you're not already a customer there to spend 
for sure there is a restocking fee. So that's a little bit higher of a risk threshold than it used to be, where it used to be, why not try it, get some things, free shipping. All you have to pay for is returns. Now you have to pay to return it and possibly up to a couple dollars to restock it. So, you know, you want to be smart. That's why I'm saying find your brands that you really like, know the size is going in, and then you're going to get the things that you really want. And that is an easy way to refresh your wardrobe for fall, to wear some comfortable dresses for wherever you live in the U.S. or in the world for whatever kind of seasonality that you're going into and really make sure that you're doing the best for you and for the environment. So great. I love that. I also kind of had gotten off of the thread up train for a while, but I need to go back and check it out. I've been shopping Poshmark, which is that app where you can do that. The only bad thing about that is there is no returns, like not for bad fit. If you get a product from, you know, get a piece of clothing or whatever from there and there's something visibly wrong with it, like it's actually torn or stained or something, then you can open a case. But if you get it and it doesn't fit like too bad, you just got a piece of clothing that doesn't fit. So you have to be very careful with measurements and really knowing your size and all of that in there. But I forgot that, you know, ThreadUp, even though they do have this restocking fee now, which makes sense if you think about their business model, like those clothes don't restock themselves. <laughs> Somebody at ThreadUp has to, is being paid to, you know, put everything back into inventory. Right. And, and, that's, and they things, do so. take returns. So even though you're having to pay them yes. to restock it and pay to ship it back, you do have that. I don't know. I hate to shop at a place where I can't return oh things. It's a mental block for me. There's a couple of boutique stores yes. that I love that for a while did not take returns. And I'm like, that I'm not shopping here mm-hmm. because I just hate the idea that even if it fits and I get home and then I actually look at my wardrobe and I'm like, I don't want this. Like I want to be able even to return it for store credit. And for a while they were like, no returns. And I'm like, I can't do that. It's a hurdle for me. Yeah. So the idea that I can at least get it and be like, oh, this is way smaller than I thought it was going to be. It's just not going to fit well. Yeah. I like that. I can do that. So yes, I understand the frustration with having to pay a fee now when you didn't used to have to, but at the same time, I understand why they do it. And I support the business model enough to pay that. Right. Do you think it's an ENFP thing that we're both allergic to shopping places where we can't make We want to keep our options open. I want to be able to return something (laughs) at any moment. I mean, once I've worn it, I get it. (laughs) Until then. So great. So great. Okay. Well, I'm going to stick with that topic of things to wear this fall. I want to talk about wide leg pants. These are back on trend and I am so excited about this. These are an old favorite of mine. In fact, I can remember my first, I feel like a grown up professional lady back when I was teaching is I went to Ann Taylor and I bought a pair of black wide leg trousers and I probably wore those like three times a week. I loved them so much. They're kind of one of those shapes and silhouettes that's a classic. So you can definitely always have a pair in your closet, but they are like everywhere you turn right now. They have been through the spring and summer. The modern 2019 take on wide leg pants is a cropped wide leg pant, which I had not worn before. So as we're thinking about for fall, though, I have been seeing these everywhere. They can be super casual or you could really dress them up again with that cropped length. You know, casual, you could totally throw on a graphic tee with a cardigan or a chambray shirt on top. And for you to, you know, to style what you're going to wear for shoes, you could do sneakers, which I've seen a lot of like just street style pictures of people with the cropped wide leg pants on and some cute kind of like a chunky sneaker. Yeah, And there are a lot know? of cute options for that right now. Yes, totally. Another thing that I have seen a ton of now. I don't know if I would be brave enough to do this. It just feels a little out of my comfort zone. But when I see people doing it, I'm like, that's so cute. Is to do, again, with a casual look, 
a cropped white leg pant with booties, just like an ankle booty. I know it feels a little young for me. I know. We're probably showing our age here. On into my 40s. Even the wide leg crop, yes. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yep. I can appreciate a lot of styles a lot of other people, but I'm not sure if I can go there. But do go on, Meg. Tell me more about it. Well, I'm just saying this is all theoretical for me. I'm actually wearing a pair of my favorite wide leg jeans right now, but they are full length. <laughs> they actually right. drag me yeah. around a little and bit. And I do think that wide leg <laughs> is a more forgiving silhouette on all women which you know I'm not really that sorry to see that I don't think the skinny jean is gone but to have had its moment like okay and also the cold shoulders like let's let our shoulders be warm again let's warm them up yep warm those shoulders up for sure so you can even do these cropped wide leg pants do a dress up look and I've seen a lot of people do this with creating a kind of monochromatic look so you have that One thing that wide leg pants do so well, even I think when they're cropped, is creates a really long line in your silhouette. And so if you just kind of lean into that and do a monochromatic look, like if you were wearing a khaki colored pair of pants to do kind of a khaki or brown toned top, you want to keep your top a nice sleek silhouette to balance out the flowiness and the, you know, wideness of the (laughs) wide leg pants. But I've seen people doing these with their tall boots underneath. Or even like a lace-up boot with matching color tights. So like a black lace-up shoe or boot that has a little bit of a heel and then have black tights on underneath your pants that could take you well into winter as well. So anyway, definitely something to be on the lookout for this fall is not only just the wide leg pants, but the cropped ones. Will Kelly and I actually put any in our closet? Maybe. I will tell. Time will tell. Yep. And if we do, we will share it on Instagram. Because it will be a momentous sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, I will say the monochromatic thing, when I was looking at fall lists, I did see that in a lot of places, too. And I've always Mm -hmm. loved that look. Not just the black on black, like the I'm living in New York City sort of a look, but like all just taking one color and running with it is kind of fun. So I'm glad to see that back. Yeah, that's how trends are. They come and go. It's fun. All right. What's next on your list? Okay, so what's next on my list is a thing that probably a lot of us are looking forward to that's coming for fall 2019. It is Disney Plus, the new streaming service. Okay, so I'm just here to talk about it and say I'm so looking forward to this. Like we talk about fall shows that you're looking forward to. I didn't have a specific fall show, but I do have this streaming service that I'm looking forward to because I have kids who love Disney and I think this is going to be worth my money. We don't watch a ton of TV in our house, but we do watch a lot of Disney. So I'm like to have all of the Disney products together, even though it is one more service that I'm going to be paying money for. Right. I am here to say, take my money, Disney. I will absolutely play for Disney Plus because it has all of that Disney content that they have taken back from all the other services, right? Mm-hmm. It's especially yes. PG-13 and under. So it's got the movies, things that are safe, that are very kid-friendly. I just think it's going to be great especially as we do go into more of an indoor winter season to have this Mm -hmm. available to my kids and I to be able to sit down and watch something to know that it's all there. I am really excited about it. There have been so many things over the years, you know, that it's just how it is on streaming services. You get excited to see this series here or this movie here, and then it goes away. It gets yanked Mm -hmm. because it's out that month or whatever the contract. So I'm really looking forward to and would love to talk with the awesomes in the Hangout. If you aren't already there, come and talk to me about what shows or what movies like that we can recommend to each other that maybe we haven't seen 
There might be some gems in there that we just had forgotten about. I mean, my goodness, Disney's catalog is extensive. So it's going to be $7 a month for its standalone, although I'm hearing some rumors that they're going to bundle with Hulu and ESPN for $13 a month. Okay, yeah. I feel like Hulu offers a lot of bundles, and maybe that's part of how they're... They have to compete with a lot of things that are happening subscription-wise. So maybe that bundling is helping people be like, oh, well, I'm, I'll right. go ahead and go with this kind of thing. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you're right. Hulu is the master of bundling. But if you, like for us, we don't need ESPN. But if you are a sports watcher and you're going to get that anyway, I mean, I think there are some ways to add Disney Plus and not make it be one more thing that you're subscribing to. You know, maybe there is something else that you're like, well, we're going to do this instead, which a lot of us do, right? We're like, get Sling TV for a little while and then we cancel it and then we get Hulu and then we cancel it and we get Netflix. It's just an ever-rotating sort of cast of what you can watch, right? It absolutely is. And so different from when, like you and I were growing up, when you had your stations and you had to watch what came on yep. when it was on. In fact, this last you Saturday, get what you get. I was sleeping a little later, but I heard my one son, my youngest son, Kieran, he got up. And he will read in the morning because, as awesomes will know, there's no screens in our house in the morning. And I thought how different it is that we would get up on Saturdays and that was our one morning to watch TV. And you guys, I'm not that old to think that that was all the TV that we had. And it was the only time that you could count on kids TV being on one of the four channels that you have on your TV. It is crazy. And my Mm -hmm. kids tend to all want to watch their own thing. Too, you know, yeah. So I, that's sure. why I'm excited about Disney Plus too. Yes. I feel like it has content that can bring the whole family together. So maybe we can actually do some family movie nights where everybody watches the same thing and enjoys it together, which is a magical moment. And yeah. I think so often, especially for my family and my stage of life, having teenagers and younger kids, if we can find something for the younger kids, the teenagers are like, "Well, I'll sit here, but I'm going to be on my phone the whole time with one earbud and watching YouTube. Like I'm not participating." So I just want some family bonding, darn it. And Disney Plus is going to make that possible. So great. So great. Friends, we all know how much fun it is to get a great subscription box in the mail. And I love that now we can get subscription boxes that are fun and educational for our kids with KiwiCo. KiwiCo sent us some very awesome boxes to check out. And my twins had so much fun with the solar system box. They got to create their own solar system mobile complete with a light up sun in the center. My older daughter, AJ, saw them having so much fun. She could not resist jumping in to help them out. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. STEAM, of course, is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And you get a new box every month. If you're pressed for time, no worries. Each month, the kid in your life receives a new fun and engaging project with all the supplies they need to challenge themselves creatively. And it comes with detailed, easy to follow instructions that are written for kids. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Monthly options start at $16.95 a month, including shipping. So awesomes, go to kiwico.com slash awesome to get your first month Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash awesome and get your first month free at kiwico.com slash awesome.
Awesome. Hiring the right person takes time, time that you often don't have, but you shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. I think it's so awesome that LinkedIn offers targeted job promotions. They surface your job to candidates with the right skills, both in their emails and across LinkedIn. LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and connects you with candidates who match your business perfectly. That's how LinkedIn can make sure your job post gets in front of people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualification, and other insights that help LinkedIn paint a better picture of potential candidates. It's no wonder that great candidates are hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. So awesomes, find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash awesome. Again, that's linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off of your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply. Well, the next one on my list kind of is along that same idea of being inside for the coming cold weather season here in our part of the world. So I want to talk a little bit about the current Scandinavian trend. You know, it's not enough that all of us have fallen in love with, become obsessed with the idea of Huga, this Danish word for coziness and comfort and togetherliness, like having a, a movie night with Disney Plus. A very Huga way to spend your winter evening, Kelly. Absolutely. With a nubby blanket. Yes, absolutely. So we, I think, as a culture here in America, have just loved that concept so much that now if that's not enough that we have that word and that concept now we want to just pretend to be Scandinavian altogether could we so. get some free health care and also paid family leave along with that <laughs> yes please oh my goodness until that day comes we will have to settle for <laughs> having more Scandinavian inspired like I'm seeing these prints everywhere whether it is in home decor whether it's even just like prints for home or also for clothing this fall and winter so Scandinavian prints, they've never like really gone away. And definitely they've had a nice resurgence in the past few years. That trend has not died out. What I'm seeing for this fall and winter is, you know, for a while it was that sort of Scandinavian look that would be like a white background with like chunky black like crosses as a print or whatever, very minimalistic. Well, now it's kind of going to the other end of the spectrum. So we're seeing a lot of like bright folksy Scandinavian prints. And I'm sure you all have seen these you know, usually like in some shade of red or blue, they're on a white background, but again, very folksy. So it has animals kind of in the print, horses and bunnies and birds and those types of things. I'm seeing it on home goods, pillows, and the whole idea of sweaters. So, you know, kind of like that classic ski lodge sweater that almost always has some kind of Scandinavian inspired motif going on on it. Those are going to be something to keep an eye out for. And even like, if that's your aesthetic, <laughs> did I sound like, yes, you sounded sound like a cool kid when I said it. You did. You sounded very NPR. Like if it's your aesthetic, <laughs> if it is your aesthetic, you might even, you know, like try to grab some of it up this season to hang on to because it's everywhere. I mean, just do a search on Etsy and you can spend an afternoon just shopping the aisles of Etsy with all of the Scandinavians inspired things that are there right now. So. I love that. And, you know, I love Scandinavian style partly because of what it represents, which is there's so much light and kind of negative space in everything they do because yes. 
where they yes. are in the world, they need that, right, for those long winters. So I think it is really right. the perfect fall going into winter sort of thing to snap up in a pillow right. or in a sweater and just remind you that, you know, there are ways to cope with the darkness that's coming and to even enjoy yes. it for what it can be, right? That's what I think the Scandinavians do yeah. so well, besides free healthcare. Totally, totally. Also that. <laughs> Moving on. What's next on your list? Okay, so I have to bring a recipe, of course. I would be remiss if I talked about anything except for the fact that this last week I have rediscovered the salted caramel oatmeal cookie, which we have shared on the podcast before. But this is the season when it gets revived, yes. right? Because it is a fall cookie. Mm -hmm. You can eat it anytime. But this is a cookie that is oatmeal and has these little caramel bits in it that Kraft makes that are little tiny chunks of hard caramel that when you cook, they get soft and then, you know, chewy like a caramel does and it has salt on top. It's the world's best cookie, hands down. I actually made some this week for my own family and then I made them for a bake sale here at work and they're going like hotcakes. It's not a surprise. But because we've already talked about that and if you haven't made them yet, we'll put a link in the show notes. Go make them. Oh, yes. Ask anybody in the hangout group. This is not my recipe, by the way. This is somebody else. I just discovered it and I'm sharing the love in this sort of awesome way. Yes. I will tell you my second favorite fall cookie, which is actually a bar. Okay. I like bars rather than cookies because they're so much easier. You guys, really. When I made the yeah. salted caramel oatmeal yeah. cookies, that's a mouthful. When I made salted caramel oatmeal cookies for the bake sale, I wanted them to look especially pretty and, you know, they spread a little bit. So I only baked eight at a time on a sheet. It took forever. That's my complaint with cookies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want to like get it done. Yes. My oven was on forever. It's a thing. So that's why I love a good bar. You guys, this is the easiest recipe ever. And that's the thing that I love about it. It's applesauce bars. I found it 3000 years ago on allrecipes.com. Like the granddaddy mm -hmm. of recipe sites. Before there were food bloggers, there was all recipes. So this has been around forever. It is a super simple recipe. It involves like you do have to soften a quarter cup of butter or margarine. Use butter. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you. And then it's just like brown sugar. It's applesauce. You could even use those applesauce squeezers, you know, that seems like so many oh, have. You yeah. could use that applesauce to make it even simpler. You don't yes. have to feel like, oh, do I have a jar of applesauce right now? Or I mean, if you use homemade applesauce, which we talked about on one of the other fall list shows, I think even last year. As I said, here's a quick and easy way to make your own applesauce. So if you want to do that, you can. But mm -hmm. you can make this so much simpler. A little bit of flour, a little baking soda, pumpkin pie spice, even like another shortcut. You don't have to measure nutmeg and cinnamon. It's like boom, boom, boom. You dump it all in. You spread it in a pan and it bakes. While it's baking, you just make a really simple frosting. It's got a lot of the qualities of a cream cheese frosting, except it doesn't have cream cheese in it. It's not quite as tart. It's really just melted butter. So now you're not even softening butter. You can be right into the microwave with that butter from the fridge, a little bit of milk, vanilla, and then, of course, confectioner's sugar. That's it. That goes on top of the bars. It's got a thin layer of sweet on top of this really super, I'm going to have to use the M word, if this is a disclaimer, a warning, trigger warning, <laughs> they're super moist, moist applesauce bars. And you can have these made, and I would say, in less than half an hour. And these are awesome to have after dinner. Great for, you know, a day that you're just have a bunch of family over. These are great to take to a potluck or to a tailgating sort of a thing. Kids coming home from school. They're super easy, very accessible. And if you want to make them look cute, I've even taken them. And as you cut them, 
put some sort of like a candy corn on top if you want to kind of accentuate the fall. Uh I'll get those little candy corn pumpkins. Oh, yes. Perfect. And like the only thing about that is that everybody's like, oh, pumpkin bars. And I'm like, no, (laughs) they just don't make make little apples out of candy. So sorry. (laughs) But if you want to make them look cute, it does look cute. Either way, you don't have to make them look cute because they taste amazing. The applesauce bars, we will put a link to the recipe in the show notes from all recipes. And it's just fall in a bar. It's like a dessert that's accessible and easy and yummy. Perfect. So perfect. Those sounds so good. So good. All right. Well, I also have a recipe, also not mine. My recipes I bring to the show no, never are. I really my heart either might have been <laughs> adapted maybe, but no, I'm not a recipe inventor, yes. but I love to discover them and share them with you. So what do you got? Okay. Well, this is a recipe I actually shared back in May with our superstars on our May overflow episode. Do you see my face right now? Yes. You guys, I just perked <laughs> up like a little rule because I know what recipe she's talking about. And it is one of my favorite new recipes, Meg Teats. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. Everybody who has made this has raved about it. I was raving about it back in May. And I was like, I feel a little weird sharing this because it seems like it's more cold weather food. So the recipe is called Thai Chicken Coconut Curry. And it is from the food and cooking blog called Avery Cooks. Now, again, it's not my recipe. I just happened to find it and made it. And Kelly, every single person in my family, from Kyle down to the twins, Kyle doesn't super love chicken, not for the same weirdo reasons that I have with the raw chicken aversion, but it's just not his favorite, but he loved it. The twins are super picky and they're used to a little bit, you know, kind of spicier foods. We eat a lot of spicy-ish foods. They absolutely devoured this. The girls loved it. I loved it. It is so good. So like I said, when I was sharing this with the superstars back in May, I felt a little weird sharing it because I don't know, this is probably just a weird idea that I have that these curry based dishes are more like for fall and winter. To me, they just feel like something that you eat when it's cold outside. Now, who knows? I don't know, right? I just totally made that up, I'm sure. Anyway, this particular curry, it does have chicken. The recipe, original recipe called for chicken breast. We almost always have chicken thighs on hand. So I've used those. I feel like those are pretty interchangeable most of the time. But like any good curry, you're going to have ginger. You're going to have some, of course, curry powder. Now, she recommends a Thai red curry paste, which really brings this incredible layer of curry flavor to it. It brings a little bit of nice heat to it. We've got coriander going on in it. Of course, garlic and all the other basics for a dish like this. And also, she calls for a can of coconut milk, which brings this very, yeah, Thai-inspired flavor to it that is so good. It also has lime juice in it, brown sugar, cilantro, which you can add or not add. It's optional. She even says you can substitute basil if you want. (laughs) They would both be traditional for Thai food, so that's, I think, not a big deal. Yes. So, I mean, it takes like no time at all to put together. It's one of those great one skillet recipes that you can cook up. I don't know. You can put it over rice. You could serve it with non bread. It's naturally gluten free. It's naturally like if you don't have rice or bread on the side, it's super low carb if that's the way you're eating right now, which to balance out the say, applesauce bars that you're going to have for dessert. <laughs> Asterix, Kelly's food is not low carb nor low calorie. <laughs> So you could, you know, eat this really good, filling, healthy 
dinner and then have the applesauce bar for dessert and you are all set in sort of awesome fashion for your meal. But seriously, you guys, it's so simple. And I'm just so thankful to Avery Cooks for putting this recipe out there because I have loved it. And truly, like the first time Rebecca made it, she texted me like all caps texted and was just raving about how much she and her family loved it too. A lot of the superstars have said the same thing. So you guys, Thai chicken coconut curry from Avery Cooks, the link will be in the show notes. You will not be sorry for fixing this up this fall and winter. You will not. In fact, I dare to say that it will become the favorite new food that you make this fall. I think that it probably is one of, for sure, one of the best recipes that I've tried yet this year. And I have been, I made it this summer, but I agree. I think that curries, they remind me of stew, Mm, right? mm -hmm. So you're even, it's kind of a soup stew sort of a thing. So I think that's why you obviously can eat it at any time, but I cannot wait to make it more often. As we move into colder weather, and it smells so good. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. I Yes, all of my kids liked it, and they don't like everything in it. You know, like sometimes they'll be like, well, I'm going to yeah. avoid the spinach sort of, you know, that like, that's fine. But right. it is so good and it's so simple. It really, how long do you think it takes? Half an hour? Oh, tops. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're coming home and as long as that chicken is defrosted, bada bing, bada boom, I cannot wait for everybody to try that recipe. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. So my last thing is not food. Okay. The last thing for fall 2019 is you guys, this is the time of year to plant some spring bulbs. Oh, yes. So this is appropriate. It's the last thing on my list and it's a little bit of a look ahead, but at the same time, you have to do it right now, right? Yes. So. I finally, after years and years and years of saying that I wished I had flowers in the spring, last fall, I finally said, this is the year I'm going to buy one of those bags at Costco. Although I know you can get them anywhere, you know, with different spring bulbs, you can choose. We went with like a big mix. I grabbed a few daffodils, but I mostly went with muscari, which are a small hyacinth Mm. and then some regular hyacinths and some tulips. I don't know. You guys may remember If you follow me on Instagram, last fall, I bought, I think, three Costco bags of fall bulbs, or I'm sorry, spring bulbs to plant in the Mm -hmm. fall, and then I put it off. Yes. So then it got really cold, and there was this day that my husband and grabbed my two teenagers, and they went and, like, had to hack through the half-frozen ground because it got cold really fast to, like, plant them, and it still worked, you guys. It was amazing. I think that's why I'm here to evangelize about spring bulbs is they are magic. You're going to do the work now. And really, if you don't wait until the ground is frozen, it's not that much work. <laughs> even, but even if you, if you do, do. <laughs> and you have a willing spouse, God bless him. And teenagers who are like willing to, I mean, you know, that you can get a bulb planter to make it easier, especially because uh-huh. yeah. depending on the bulb, it depends on how deep it needs to go in the ground. So these are, it will say like one inch, two inches, three inches. And so you can just like stick it down and it pulls a plug of dirt right out of the ground. You put your bulb in. And you can put the dirt right back in. I got one of those and it just bent against the frozen ground. So don't do that. Do it now. Do it on a nice day. I kept thinking next weekend, I was very Scarlet O'Hara. So don't do that. But if you're going to plant them, get a few that you love. Here's my recommendation is to plant them in kind of bunches. So pick a spot maybe in your yard where either the grass isn't growing great, you know, that it's going to have the right conditions for the bulb. Or even in a planting bed that already has some mulch that you're not having to worry about. You know, how is my grass going to survive this on top? And Mm -hmm. then like dig a whole little trench in the depth that you need. And then you can just scatter the bulbs in pointy side up and then just fill it in so that you don't have to make what? 
Last year, I looked at my husband and said, I have 300 bulbs. Here's the planter. He said, I'm making 300 holes in the ground. And I was like, no, of course not. Which we didn't because the ground was so frozen. We would put like two or three bulbs in each one and be like, I hope one of them survived. It was like our best bet. (laughs) And it did work. And several times we got them. So they are amazing creations. Like I said, it's a miracle in the spring, no matter where you live, to see new growth come up. And it's so beautiful. And oftentimes it smells so good. So that's my recommendation. Everybody go get yourself just a few, even if it's just five or six, get some spring bulbs, plant them somewhere, and they will be something that you can look forward to in the spring. Oh, that's so great. That's really on brand for you, Kelly, not just the flowers and gardening part, which you are great at that, but just the idea of like, we're going to make it through another winter, you guys. We can do it. And having that thing to look forward to, I think maybe even more so this year, because I know it's for sure coming. Last spring, I was like, "Ah, I wonder if they're going to come up. And then they did. And I was a little giddy also on Instagram, just because I was like, it worked. It's amazing. Come share my joy. Oh, I love it. All right. Okay. Last thing on my list, speaking of things that smell good, I have a fall scent for you. You guys, in the past, we've talked lots and lots and lots about scents for your home, fragrances for your home. There was candles or running an essential oil diffuser or whatever it was to make your home smell great. Because again, that thing of coming indoors, we want it to smell nice in the house. Well, this year, I'm changing things up a little bit. I have a smell good for you, but it's not for your house. It's for you. And it is a perfume from a shop right here in Oklahoma City. The shop is called Twinkle Apothecary, and the perfume is called Cardigan. So isn't it perfect? Let me tell you a little backstory on how I discovered this specific scent. So for many, many, many years, and this is probably why I haven't even ever talked about perfumes or anything like that on the show, I did not wear fragrances at all. I am so sensitive to smells and artificial scents can give me a migraine so easily. They trigger migraines and just not been good. So we're the family that has all of the like scent-free everything, fragrance-free stuff. So I did notice that when I started using essential oils, like in cleaning around the house, in a diffuser, I noticed that essential oils didn't bother me at all the way that synthetic scents, you know, like in a laundry detergent or whatever, bother me, or certainly in a perfume. So I started using some like roll-on oils for aromatherapy purposes, but that kind of got me wanting to smell good, but not in a medicinal way, like some essential oils can smell. Sometimes they can just take that like, (laughs) okay, but this is good for you sort of a scent. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I remember hearing somebody rave about how good another person smelled anytime she ran into her and the the smell good person (laughs) said, well, it's all about layering your scents. And for some reason, that concept of layering scent, it just stuck in my head. And since this is a realm I've never looked into because I have these scent sensitivities, I started Googling it and was just kind of Googling around doing some reading. And I came across this really comprehensive blog post about how to layer scents, specifically like how you do it. So I was reading it. I was like, wow, this is so real well written. And I noticed that at the top that it was a blog post from Stephanie, who owns Twinkle Apothecary. And I saw that she had a shop. And so I started poking around her shop. I saw that she had a scent called OKC. And I was like, what? I was like literally reading this on my phone and I'm like, who would name a scent after Oklahoma City? Well, as it turns out, somebody who's from Oklahoma City. (laughs) So little further research, 
I discovered not only does she have this really just beautiful, thriving online business, she also has a super cute little brick and mortar shop here in Oklahoma City. So I ended up following her. I've been following her on social media. And then she started talking about it was time to release Cardigan, her fall scent. It only comes out once a year. It's only available through December 31st through the end of the year. Let me read you her description of Cardigan. She says, Fall feels our sweet, seductive amber blend is warmed up with spicy cinnamon, smoky cedar wood, and deepened with just a hint of rich coffee bean oil. Much like your favorite cozy sweater, cardigan pairs perfectly with crisp, cool air, crunchy leaves, fire pits, and your favorite winter beverage. So I took myself on down to Twinkle Apothecary to check it out, and I just fell in love with it instantly. I love it. Smells you really get that cinnamon for me. On my skin, that cinnamon really comes out strong in the top notes, but that smoky cedar really lingers, but not in a bad way. It really has a great smoky component to it. And it's just delightful. So I got the perfume spray. She also does it in a roll-on that you could pick up. So anyway, this is the scent that I'm wearing this fall, but I just want to encourage people, there is this whole realm of small businesses that are making perfumes and all kinds of bath and skin goods that are made with really great ingredients, natural ingredients, no animal testing. You know, it's stuff that you can really feel good about putting on your skin, having in your home, and you're supporting small business. And a ton of them are women-owned businesses. So if you're like me and you've had an aversion to the perfume counter at the department store for many years, which I barely can even walk past it, it makes me feel so sick. But so if you've been avoiding scents like I have, come with me. Let's discover new small business handcrafted good for you scents like Cardigan from Twinkle Apothecary. I love that. And I love the idea. Yeah. And too often I get stuck in a scent rut, you know, something. And of mm. course, my natural default is it's a very summery sort of perfumes are always what I'm drawn to. So I love mm -hmm. having something that's more warm yeah. and musky and smoky. That really goes the season. That is a perfect recommendation for fall. Okay, you guys, this was our fall 2019 list of awesome to get you going into this season. Like I said, I'm going to put links in the show notes for all of our past episodes so you can just really get into the mood, even if you're like me and literally just like standing here sweating <laughs> because we just haven't clicked into that cold weather yet. I know it's coming. So, all right, Kelly, if anybody does want to have you know, a little follow-up chitter-chatter about what's good this fall. Remind everybody where we can find you all around the web. You can find me on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at Kelly Gordon MN for Minnesota. Or, of course, I'm in the Hangout group or the Superstars group for our Patreon supporters. That's right. Okay. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook over at Facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, happy fall. I hope the season ahead is a wonderful one. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.